0: You're listening to the Bear Down Chicago Podcast with Logan Bradley, Ryan
1: Dangle, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Shigrew, and Jack Wright.
0: bear down chicago podcast yeah we're that
2: bears podcast all right folks welcome into a very special edition of the bear down chicago podcast i am your host ryan dangle and i am joined by the one the only jack right now if you want to find me on twitter you can hit me at ryan dangle that's d-e-n-g-e-l if you want to find jack on twitter he's at bear down jack we should have some other dudes joining us at some point so we'll see um but we're excited to talk to all of you um already seeing that we got a couple of people in the room so lucas connor uh eric it's awesome to have you guys with us thank you so much, Jack let's let's talk. We the the Bears got a tackle. They got a really good tackle. One that I am very very excited about. Hit me up with with your thoughts on Darnell Wright, offensive tackle out of Tennessee.
0: I'm pleased to see that we went offensive line right out of the gate. I I, I don't think that there was any doubt in anyone's mind that the most needed area for the Chicago bears at this point was the offensive line. Now you could make debates about defensive tackle or corner without a doubt, but if you're going to decide to go with Justin Fields as your franchise quarterback, as the Chicago bears have done, and they're going to put their faith in Justin Fields going forward, then it's been said by every media outlet at every level, even down to, uh, you know, to, to the lowest, talking like with your friends in the, next to the water cooler, right? Like the bears needed offensive line. So I think if you look at Nate Atkins at right guard and I have a, a healthy Tevin Jenkins at left guard, um, you know, I think Braxton Jones, he may stay at left tackle, he, he, he might go to right, but basically now you have two viable tackles. Now you have to see what you can, you know, what you can do at center. You know, there's discussion of white hair, but, uh, I think most of us, or I guess I'd speak for myself, I'd like to see somebody else, hopefully at center, somebody a little bit younger, leaner, faster, who fits the uh, who fits the line. What, what was your reaction, Ryan? I,
2: I I think this morning I may have texted you to say that he was my number one pick. I I, I think Confirm. that may be in a text chain. Yeah. Um, just some of the people that that are significantly smarter than I am, uh, talking about how he is a technician, he's a complete player, the immeasurable, like all all that stuff is there, and the Bears needed offensive line. I heard a really interesting point, and I'm trying to think. I think it might have been Mully and Haw this morning, and uh, those two guys are not necessarily my favorite guys on the planet, but uh, a point was really well made was that the Bears were number one in rushing not because their offensive line was good because it wasn't it's because they had a dynamic electric runner in justin fields and it led a lot of people to think that that offensive line was significantly better than it was but instead it was watch justin fields get outside somehow you know barely escape um and and i think it's the same reason why the passing numbers were so low dude was Mm -hmm. always running for his life and so when you have that uh, I, I just think it screams, you need an improvement in offensive line. And I agree with you. I think, you know, Nate Davis coming in is just a guy at guard. And so I don't really think that he's anything super duper special. I don't think necessarily they're done. Um, but I think Darnell Wright out of Tennessee, offensive tackle bears first, first pick. Um, I, I think it's awesome. I'm, I'm very, very happy about it.
0: Yeah, I, the only thing I would push back on you a little bit is, and, and time will tell. But just having watched a little bit of Nate Atkins on film, Davis, uh, yeah, hate, what's that? Nate Davis. Nate Davis. I apologize. Thank you. No worries. Nate no worries. Atkins, I got you. Buddy. you I, got Atkins. Atkins. I got you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he's,
0: he's our guy. Does he um, play for San Diego? Yeah. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> so just having watched Nate Davis uh, quite a bit on film. I, It's overused, but I like his motor. He looks like a a quicker, more downhill type of offensive lineman who will fit in at guard pretty well. So I push back on that a little bit. I also think that the run game, while inflated by Justin Fields' numbers, was also improved last year. Uh, I thought run blocking was better last year. They played more downhill, generally speaking. Now, having said that, you know, uh, Wright, great last name, by the way, like one of the greatest last names. Clearly. Clearly, um, you know, he's a stronger pass blocker than he is a run blocker. So, you know, we clearly we need to get much better at pass blocking. And so uh, that helps. Do we think he's plug and play? I mean, we watched Braxton Jones struggle, but he was drafted from, you know, uh, what the fifth round, I believe.
2: He's a fifth round guy out of a smaller school in Utah. Do you know what I mean? Like, this, yes. it's not a knock on him. I think Braxton Jones, the fact that he played 17 games. Right, you, you you have to give him some significant credit for that. He yes. outplayed his draft position significantly, but I don't think he and Darnell Wright are in the same category.
0: I would I would agree. The other interesting thing about Wright's measurables, as I'm just you know pulling them up real quickly, is uh he's in the 91 percentile for 40 time. So even though he is a monstrous man, what he's is he? Uh, 330, 40 pounds. Uh, it, it seems. So, like... Yeah. Good. No, 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 I no. Mean...
2: Th- I think he's 333 pounds. He's a bit, he's a big yeah. boy, but he's quick. He's quick. Yeah, for he's his still size. got a good
0: vertical, like 62, 60 second percentile uh, with his vertical real fast, still in, in the 40. Um, and so I guess my only point on that is, you know, there was a lot of talk about some of the offensive linemen like pace jr that we passed up because they didn't you know seem to fit the scheme and you know as we've been waiting for this draft everything's been hashed and rehashed so it'll be interesting i can't wait to watch a little bit more film on right because i want to see if he still does fit that type that the bears seem to be looking for which is athletic guys who can run and who can who can run that uh zone scheme that the that the bears really love Before
2: we go any further, we have a little bit of a surprise, a guy that he's been on the podcast before, but it's, I don't, I don't know if anyone remembers him, even though he's in the intro, it's Logan Bradley, everybody, Logan Bradley, you still are alive, your mustache,
3: It's like it's kind of coming through, so I, it's good to see you, buddy. I, I accidentally shaved it a few days ago. I didn't mean <laughs> to. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, went to do a, a small trim, but God, it, yeah, it's good to be here. It's been unfortunate that I haven't been able to be on. I feel like I'm cheating on you guys working for another podcast at the moment that records at the same time that you guys do, so it just feels absolutely wrong, but... Um,
2: can, yeah. can can you actually, can you talk about what you're doing? I know, like, when we first started this thing out, you were not super comfortable talking about your job, but I know, and we're, we're going to talk a lot of Darnell Wright, but I just wanted to make sure, like, is that something that we can talk about? Is something that
3: we can bring it up? Um, yeah. yeah we're, we're- no, we can. I mean, it's, uh, it's a baseball podcast. Um, there you go, TJ. Yep, I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> um, baseball podcast called Flippin' Bats Podcast, so I don't want you to listen to any other podcast, but this one, but if you were to listen to one other podcast, maybe make it that one. But um, yeah, I've been doing all the social media for for that podcast with Ben Verlander. Um, so it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been so much work, but uh, but it's been incredible. I had a cool time at the uh, World Baseball Classic a month or two ago, and uh, yeah, it's been an adjustment and a lot of a lot of learning. So I've missed you guys, but it's been fun. So we got my
2: opinion uh i'm i'm stoked this is actually and i think logan you can also attest to this that in the 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 group chat that my this was this was my top pick this is the guy that i really wanted the bears to go and get mm. how do you feel about this just gut reaction gut thoughts about this um we got a lot 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 to talk about everything surrounding it but what do you yeah. think about darnell right the pick
3: I, I won't sit here and pretend to know everything about darnell right by any means i think that. First, My first reaction was that I just I think that I get a little bit scared as a Bears fan to see Jalen Carter go right before that and then Skaransky go right after it. And you just at least my brain starts imagining all these scenarios in a few months, a few years down the road where we're going, oh, my God, how did we not pick X player and instead went with this guy? But at the same time. I think about the conversations that we did have months ago last year, after the draft last year, talking about the fact that we weren't drafting players early to protect a quarterback. And that's really all I come back to if I'm trying to make myself feel good about it, which I think there's plenty of reason to feel good about this pick is that you picked a guy where people who know a lot about the game of football are saying that he is a plug and play guy, which the NFL is all about. What you can do with a guy who, with a quarterback who is on a rookie contract. So you have Justin Fields who's on a rookie contract. If you're picking a guy who plays a premium position, a tackle position, and he's a guy who you're confident who you can go in and feel comfortable starting him from day one, I don't really care who that guy is. I'll, I'll trust the front office in the fact that they've got their guy. They, they, picked a premium position, and I think that's something to really feel good about. Again, I don't think that there's a whole lot of situations where you pick an offensive lineman in the first round of the NFL draft and people are just losing their minds being excited about it. It's always going to seem kind of boring. So scared, but at the same time, I think that there's a lot of reason to be happy with that pick.
2: Let, let's talk Jalen Carter. Uh, anyone that listens to this podcast knows that we have talked about him too much um, and knows that there's a there's a pretty strong near consensus that that we weren't Jalen Carter people. Um, I'm really excited that he's going to the Eagles. And Logan, to your point, I, I, I don't think anyone can deny his talent i think it was consistency um all the stuff surrounding it and you know the thing that i said to you uh you know you talk bringing up that very good point which is eagles picking him up definitely makes you think like they clearly know what they're doing um but i will say this is that we've talked about this at length too is This locker room, the Chicago Bears locker room doesn't have the guys to be like, no, dude, this is the way we do things. The Eagles do like there's no question that they've got enough guys in that room to say, Jalen Carter, you better step in line. This is how we do things. We're not going to do things another way. Um, This is an inexperienced locker room. I think Ryan Poles absolutely hit one out of the park um the only thing i'm upset about is the compensation why moving down you got a a fourth rounder next year but i want to let you guys chime in on the Jalen carter situation
3: no like that was that was something that i really didn't like fully think about before you had said it dangle it's true it's you have a situation there where you have a lot of veteran players who connor it's great to see you as well my friend um uh, but yeah, no, I think that you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. And again, what, going back to like co- previous conversations that, as a person who is coming in and hasn't been on this podcast too much recently, I just remember constantly the, the conversations that, that I brought up the fact that the bears culture just isn't and hasn't really been there for a while. And I think that that is changing and I think it's going in a good direction. I think polls is doing a good job, but so far, I don't think that there's too, reason to, too much of a reason to not trust polls. So if he didn't believe that Carter was one, a fit culturally and two, as a football player, then I, I don't have any, any other choice but to trust that that was probably his thinking as well. And you have to, you have to build that culture and, and build it with veterans that maybe the Bears don't have right now.
0: I got to say, it'll be interesting as we've learned more and more about the, you know, the trade down from one and the behind the curtains nuances of the DJ Moore add in. I will be really interested to see what the what the reporting looks like in the wake of this draft. Because, I mean, even just when we did our um, our online, uh, our live draft during the during the pod this past Sunday, you know, we are clearly not Ryan Poles, but you get to nine. And you look at what's on the board and you think about what the Bears' needs are and you realize that Jalen Carter is a real possibility, just talking even in the mock world. So I'm, I'm thinking, just projecting here, that possibly – I mean, I think Pace probably knew that that was going to be where he'd be, that it was very potentially going to be a Jalen Carter decision. Um, they, they did their due diligence. They went down and they watched him work out. They had him in the building. And I, I think they ultimately decided that that was not the route that they wanted to go. Um, so I, I think that, they, that there's a very good possibility that there's some maneuvering that we're not aware of uh, yet that we will be that allowed them in what I think could have been a very sticky situation. Like, mm. you know, I think you can't swing and miss. You can't strike out with this pick. You got to at least hit a double, at least a double. Which, you know, Logan, we don't see many of those as White Sox fans. But no. if you were a fan of another baseball team that was any good, uh, you, you, you get my point. So I,
3: we, we can't take over this podcast because, no, Jack, no. I, I will go off and I can't do yeah. that right now. But yeah, we'll cry and it'll be
0: bad. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just think, like that, that, again, I believe he maneuvered himself well um, to be able to move down. Uh, he leveraged the first pick. He leveraged the ninth pick. I could see where, if over time Jalen Carter starts to pop and excel, you look at that. Of course, you would look at that and go, "Wow, we traded out a nine, passed up on Jalen Carter, who's a Pro Bowler, mm-hmm. and got a fourth round pick in the twenty-four. You know that, that that could it could age terribly. I could see that. But I didn't so want hold Jalen- up <laughs> really
2: really quick, boys. Uh, just a little bit of news for those that are not watching their phones. Like uh, we're we're trying to Packers sure. have picked. Lucas Van Ness uh, from Iowa, and not uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. That's a that's a choice. Uh, they just don't like taking wide receivers in the first round. So um, Logan, I, I I have been dying to ask you this question because I feel like you're always just more more clued into this stuff. What's the biggest surprise of the draft? Maybe it's Jalen Car- Carter falling. I mean, I know I who I think it is, um, but I'm really curious. Like the Texans getting picks two and three back to back, you know, like that's crazy.
3: What, what do you see it being? I, I mean, I, I do think that it's the Texans being two, three, when is, and maybe it was recently, I'm just completely oblivious, but like when's the last time a team had two picks in the top three of the draft? Like there's, there's been a few drafts and to see something that strange and kind of rare at the top. But my initial instinct when that did happen, because normally you're like, man, oh my God, this team like knows what they're doing and now maybe all of a sudden this is a team to be scared of. And I, I don't feel that way because it's the Texans. And I think of them in a similar way as I think I do the Bears at times. And then I also see the C.J. Stroud pick. And I don't think that it's entirely fair to just do the whole, like, this guy's from this school and he plays this position. So therefore, he's not going to pan out. I think C.J. Stroud, could he could potentially be a very good quarterback. But at the same time, being an Ohio State quarterback and seeing the history that they've had there, I I would be I would be a little bit scared, but you have to you have to take that shot if you're going to. Um, otherwise, for me, it's also just Bijan Robinson going in the top ten. Again, he's he's a phenomenal running back, I'm sure. But you even saw a guy like Saquon Barkley, who he was picked very high. Uh, he was picked higher than eight, I think, what two or three or something like that. But he's even had a, a pretty good career. I mean, he had one injury year where he tore his ACL, but he's had a great career and he's been an elite running back. And still, I don't think that it's a situation where if you would ask a giants fan, they probably wouldn't say it was entirely worth it. There are probably other players that they would have gone for. So I just, I'm always just so intrigued by teams still to this day with the track record of of running backs still taking running backs early especially a team like the Falcons who feel like the Bears where they have all these different needs yet they go for this kind of luxury pick so it's just always interesting to see a running back taken early so you got to think Zeke in his first couple
2: years in Dallas like that guy was unreal but yeah. Now he's, he's done. Like, he's yeah. Done.
3: And and again, like I, that was I was interested to see where Robinson was going to go, because if he went to a team like the Eagles or something like that, I think I would have understood it more where it's a team where they're going to they know they're going to contend right away. But like, are the Falcons going to really be contending unless Desmond Ritter all of a sudden is just a right. Fame quarterback right off the bat. So that yeah. was kind of confusing to me. Jack, do you have a, a biggest surprise? Same one, maybe
2: Anthony Richardson going to number uh, four, going to the yes to the well, Colts. Just like... A little bit on
0: Bijan, and when we talked a little bit about David Hall making a plug for you know Bijan, you know being selected by the Bears, and I just thought that was really odd. I think you know Logan, you made a a, a lot of excellent points, and you know to me the bottom line is that in today's league, if you draft the running back high and and he hits, then you have to pay him. And the longevity is going to be an issue no matter what. I mean, Zeke is the the test case, and what we're seeing now is uh, instead of going, you know, um, you know, for high draft picks with running backs or the teams that are good, the KCs, the Philly, you know, Philadelphia Eagles, um, the 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 Bills, uh, they're finding running backs deeper in the draft. They're developing running backs. Those running backs seem to be interchangeable. Uh, You know, they can catch and run and block, Uh, and it's almost just like this constant you know, rotation and process. And I can see the beginning of the bears doing that really, um, you know, with, with uh, you know, Herbert and what they've done in free agency um, and I guarantee they're going to take it back. Well, I shouldn't guarantee, but I'd be surprised if they don't take a running back um, somewhere in this draft. Um, you know, Richardson is fascinating. You know, I've heard people say that blows you know, my mind. If, if all the boxes like click that he's like one of the best, uh, most dynamic generational talents in the draft in a decade, more or more. Um, but I've also heard he's just, you know, Lamar Jackson. I think in a lot of ways changed the game. Uh, you know, when he was coming out of college, it was, is he going to be a running back? Are they going to put him in a slot? And Baltimore put all their chips in and changed their offense and made it work in a way like we had never seen before. And now we're seeing similar types of vibe with our Chicago Bears. And so, you know, for for that to work with Richardson, I think it's going to perhaps take a little bit longer. For what I've heard the pundits say, because he doesn't necessarily score out in the same ways in terms of the polish um, that some of the other guys that I just alluded to. Um, uh, did you polish. guys?
3: Did you guys see what the Lions just did at twelve? No, they picked running back Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama, oh, yeah. which is that, yeah. that goes along with my point. But they just added Dave Montgomery and they have DeAndre Swift. Yep. Why? I mean, that's that's more way more confusing than going Bijan John Robinson at eight to me. You're using that amount of capital on a running back when you just signed David Montgomery and you have DeAndre Swift.
2: Yeah, I don't that know. That makes I no sense. To, I, I think everyone was applauding them for their they're getting as many picks as they got. But that's a head scratcher, to say the least. Boys, we got company. I think we should bring in the one, the only, Brendan Shagru, the assistant editor of Bears Wire. Um, Brendan, we are very, very excited to hear your opinion on Darnell Wright's selection. Just as a quick recap, um, I am thrilled with it. Jack's pretty excited about it. Uh, Logan's pretty excited about it. Um, Not in love with the compensation uh, to move down uh, a pick. I, I, that one is a, is a big head scratcher for me. We're also pretty much a consensus, not, uh, not at all sad that they passed on Jalen Carter, Brennan, walk us through, how are you feeling about things?
1: I am whelmed. I'm whelmed. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not underwhelmed. I'm just kind of like, okay, that was a very safe pick. You expected the bears to be able to get him trading down, which they did, I too am very upset with the the lack of compensation. I was I was getting mad at you because I was trying to like stay off Twitter and everything, and people are texting me what the compensation was, and they said, "Oh, fourth round pick," and I'm like, "All right, that it's kind of kind of sucks, but it you know it is what it is. At least we get another fourth this year." And they're like, "No, a fourth next year," and I'm just like, "You got to be kidding me!" <laughs> so that was that was tough. I understand it's only one spot. And maybe that just goes to show how bad of a GM Ryan Pace is because thinking about the haul that the bears got or gave up to get Mitchell Trubisky a few years ago, that's kind of tough to swallow even if it's higher up in the draft. But I will say Darnell Wright is like I said, I think he's a safe pick. I wished that Paris Johnson jr. Would have fallen. That was my guy. I was, that was the guy I was truly in love with for this team. And so, to get Darnell right, I think as a con- consolation prize is still really good. He's somebody who is a plug and play starter, probably on the right side. So that kind of means the Bears at this very moment are going with Braxton Jones on the left side. We'll see if that changes later on in the draft. But yeah, I, I, like I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, we needed that. Cool. What else you got?
2: Just just really quick, Brendan, because you brought it up, uh, Ryan Dangle on Facebook, uh, April 27, 2017, right after Mitch Trubisky is picked, Ryan Pace, you are an idiot. Uh, so
3: just gonna just gonna put that out there. We'll um, never forget sitting next to you, Dangle. Yeah, Logan, so, I oh,
1: miss you so much.
3: Brandon, I'm good sorry to I didn't get you, to say hi to you. We just jumped no, in. No, you're good. You're good,
2: Brendan, One more real quick question. Biggest surprise of the draft, not related to the Chicago Bears. So we've talked a little bit about Houston getting two, three. We talked a little bit about Anthony Richardson. What's
1: what's your biggest surprise thus far? Hmm. That's a good question. I think the the Houston thing was wild. And I know Daniel Jeremiah in his mock draft had mm-hmm. them double dipping at number two and number three, but it's a, it's a mock draft the day before the draft. Even if it is, somebody is plugged in as Daniel Jeremiah. So I was kind of like, okay, whatever. And then the fact they actually pulled it off, I think was insane. Um, so that was it. I was a bit surprised by Anthony Richardson, but I had gotten some intel about a week ago that said, Will Levis could really fall and so I put a decent amount of money on that. What, tell me this,
3: Brendan. I mean, I want to bet too. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Ah. I, I just I was afraid that you were behind the couch in a fetal position because your white socks were so bad you didn't want to talk to the world, okay? I know well, nothing it, about it, baseball, and I know that they're terrible. Sorry, well, like that's, easy. You All you, you have to do is right?
0: bet the Tampa Bay Rays against the White Sox. I <laughs> took everything. I took see the joke, Brennan. I, I want Bay the to to lose
3: that? Million runs now. What's that? I just <laughs> I, just, I mm, no. I'm not. I'm not taking this podcast over. Nope. Okay. I'm not no. This no I know. Okay. I know. So, so, I so that. It
2: yeah then the other the other one that you know I, I was gonna say anthony richardson and then this jameer gibbs uh 12 the lions yeah. just that that is a head scratcher to say the least i that one they're getting applauded left and right for all these picks that they're picking up and then that's the one that you go with at 12 that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. um so i just i don't get that one whatsoever yeah i'm so, i i
1: was so shocked um and it especially that they, they paid the David Montgomery. I know they're not the biggest fans of DeAndre Swift, but still, like, why would you why would you do that? That's
3: what I was saying. It doesn't make any sense. To use that capital on a running back when you already have a couple other running backs. We'll just never. That's like it's very lions. Lions were like, we're doing we're doing a few too many smart things. Let's do something really stupid and waste our twelfth pick.
1: You know what? It, you know what they might call that, Logan? Hmm. I think they're uh, they're gambling on
3: him. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. Don't, don't <gasps> mad at you, Brennan. Oh. All right.
2: So so Logan, Brendan, Jack, is there a position? Is there a player that you're thinking now Bears have to target in the second round? They've got to go and get um, – that's it's really just sitting saying this has got to be the guy or this has got to be the position that you go after in the next round. So this one, let's go. Brendan, Logan, Jack, and I will finish it up.
1: Yeah, defensive line three technique mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Now that you passed on Jalen Carter, and yeah, we really didn't we really didn't talk about like passing on Carter. I I understand the risks, and I was still kind of like mostly out on it, especially considering the Bears. The Bears didn't have the locker room to support them. The Eagles sure as hell do, especially with all the we, former Georgia we, teammates. They know how to handle. We did talk about that pretty extensively before you hop okay. down. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to get my two cents in. But that still means the Bears need a three technique. Guys like Keanu Benton, we'll see where somebody like Elijah Cansey goes. Maybe he's already gone. I don't know. I don't have the draft on in front of me. But uh, yeah, definitely a three technique on the line has to be one of those first two picks. Um, Yeah, that's my biggest need right now.
2: Yeah. The, the latest pick is Broderick Jones, uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, sorry to the Pittsburgh Steelers from Georgia, uh, the green Bay Packers selecting Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. And as we (laughs) said a little bit earlier, number 12 is Jameer Gibbs, uh, out of Alabama. And then, uh, Peter Skaronski, Northwestern going to the Titans. I think that's a, that's a slam dunk pick for them. So I'm, I'm excited for them.
0: Yeah. Uh, before I answer, uh, real quick, Logan, I think you had said like, when's the last time someone had two picks in the top ten? Which I, I thought was like a, a fascinating question.
3: Is that is that what you asked? I believe uh, I said top three, but really oh, top uh, three. Okay, yeah. yeah. Close, well, the other thing no.
0: close was like in eighteen. The Browns had they took you know Mayfield at one, and then they took Denzel Ward uh, at oh, four. Yeah. So I think that's okay. about as close. In um, two thousand. Uh, the Washington football team (laughs) uh, took uh, LeVar Arrington at linebacker with number two and offensive tackle Chris Samuel uh, with with the number three pick overall.
3: Interesting. Um, So pretty, pretty non-extensive history of that happening. It is rare.
0: You get some threes and sixes and, and twos and fives. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I'll last one and then we can move on. But in 92, the Colts had the first and second pick Uh, Jeff George. Uh, No number one defensive lineman Steve Entman and number two linebacker uh, Quentin Coriat.
3: Who could forget those two picks? I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Man, yeah. uh, So yeah, I don't think I think I would be okay with either edge rusher or or three technique. Now, I think edge rusher appears to me to be pretty deep, and so there might be a little bit more scarcity when it comes to a three tech, and so I could see that it would there would be a need to prioritize. That, um yeah, do we have any sense that he would trade down again to try to get into that that pick zone that we've talked about before that we don't seem to have any picks, or do you think they will most likely use their pick?
1: At that point, you have to trade up, don't you? Oh, yeah. Because their yeah, next right. pick isn't until yes. the 60s. No, 50. Yes. I'm sorry, it's uh, 53. Yes. Yeah, so you would want to move up to like the late 30s or early 40s.
0: So I wonder if they take that fourth pick they just got, or they take any other collateral, and and if they move up and try to find somebody that they think is a, is a mm-hmm. better three tech than what's going to be there for them when they pick.
3: Yeah, I I, that I don't one think that fourth pick. <laughs> I don't I don't think that there's any other answer here other than just defensive line. Like I can't say too much more what you guys didn't say, but just the beginning of last year, going into the year, it, that was the most depleted talent depleted position. Is just defensive line for the Bears, and you got rid of Robert Quinn, so it's like who at this point is rushing the passer, which, yeah, it's defensive line. I hope they take multiple shots.
2: I, I was just thinking about to say that I you, you could do a couple – couple positions defensive line defensive end defensive tackle They 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 need help they're really really bad boys i just want to our friends at roar of the lions are jumping up and down how excited they are about the pick that they made at
3: 12 what uh, <laughs> i am going to be very
2: anxious Simple to tense. talk to them about that
3: one hey, i don't yeah it's i would say it's one of those situations where it's like i mean i'd love to hear the reasoning i don't know maybe there's something i'm missing same. I don't
2: think
0: there was not a position of need for them in terms
2: of like, you know, a prior, a priority they addressed it, especially again, when, when they went out to get David Montgomery, I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, Logan, just really quick. Uh, Devin Withers- Witherspoon, sorry, mm-hmm. out of the university of Illinois, your alma mater. How are you kind of feeling about that pick?
3: I mean, that's really cool. It just seems like he is a guy who has a super high ceiling and, you know, in the big 10, it, Big Ten, I guess, isn't known for like having ridiculous skill position players, but he's he's gone up against some good wide receivers in his time. And it's it's definitely cool to see Illinois football, at least from my perspective, finally, like doing some good things like they had a decent season last year or producing some NFL talent. So that's that's huge for, you know, personally, the the program and everything. But, yeah, I hope he does well in Seattle.
2: Boys, is boys, is there anything else that we want to talk about before getting out of here? Um, You know, we talked about how we feel about the pick. We talked about what's coming up next. Um, Anything else that uh, that you boys want to address that we want to chat about before
3: we get out of here? Who's going to be the biggest bust of the top (sighs) ten? We should all take bets right now. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a great mm -hmm. question. Since I asked it, I don't have an answer for it. Yeah. But I mean, it feels like the obvious pick. No, no, no I'm going to go CJ Stroud. I think Ohio State continues their history of not having good quarterbacks, and I think he's not good. Simple. I'm going to hope. I'm going to hope that it's
0: Jalen Carter, which is yes, like yeah. it's, it's way meaner than I usually am because I would, you know, generally speaking, I'd like to see all of these young men have you know great success. Uh, but uh it just i feel like um the opposite story <laughs> the opposite narrative uh makes it makes it pre- pretty difficult to TJ agrees to, with you to swallow yeah,
1: yeah. brent Brenna, what are you thinking about that one i'm not going to lie i missed the question cuz my computer is going into a scan <laughs> so my internet went so to go uh, is of the do we did you t- like, did you sick the bad internet gods on me?
3: You know, pay off for some better yeah. internet.
2: Yeah. I, I think it's because your, your video about bears draft fans is, went viral today. Dude, so, awesome. so yeah. So your internet um, is paying you back or, or something. That's why. Like, yeah. So, no, so, I, I so, said, did uh,
1: you, did you screw me over with bad internet? Cause you used to be the I, guy. No, I guy. used to be the guy, but I'm not that guy anymore.
2: So, um, no, no, no. you know what? So, I'm going to say, I'm going to pick, make my selection well, uh, and, and give it back to Brennan. Who do we think is one of the top picks that is going to be probably the biggest bust? Um, you know, I'm just like trying to think about. The Houston Texans, man, they just – they make me nervous because they don't know what they're doing, but both of those players just seem pretty spectacular. Um, I, I've been saying to almost everybody this whole week, anyone that would listen, don't be surprised if Anthony Richardson makes it into the top ten. Don't be surprised. he I didn't think it, he was going to make it to four. I'm going to just say Anthony Richardson. I just don't – he's got all the, all the physical gifts. Uh, so did you – know, was it Jamar Russell? Uh, Jamar. Oakland. Jamarcus. Jeez. Jamarcus. Demarcus Russell, sorry about that. Uh, when he was picked by the Raiders, you know, had every intangible you could possibly imagine. I just wonder, just a little bit. You know, we'll see.
0: Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jack. I'll, I'll let you answer. Then I have another, a, a, a different question. Please.
1: Okay. It, yeah, it's the it's the boring answer, but it is C.J. Stroud, not necessarily like who he is as a prospect, because I do think he has really good upside. Part of the part of the issue could be that those cognitive cognitive tests can't say that word um, that he unfortunately didn't do too well in. But also just going to the Houston Texans, that feels like a death sentence at this point. I understand they have new coaches. Nick Casario is still the GM. I just don't like the weapons they have around him right now. It's a bad situation, unfortunately. So I just don't like where he's at. Mm I was gonna um, I was gonna ask who gets traded first
0: uh, do you think uh, is it uh, d hop uh, delvin cook uh, Trey Lance or other
3: Ooh. they got to be ready to get Trey Lance out of San Francisco already yeah. so I, I lean that way it's like what what are they doing with him
0: yeah I mean the Vikings pick um, Let's see where the Vikings pick. They pick uh
2: 23rd. That sounds right to me.
0: Yeah. So I wonder if that, if that, if, if a move gets made with cook there or, or, or not, I'm sorry,
1: 24th. So I'm going to go other, other. I'm going to say Deandre Swift. Okay. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I, I mean, why would you, why At would you point, pay? Yeah. D- yeah. Why would you pay decent money for a running back and free agency and then take one with a top 15 pick this you've kind of seen the coaching staff. They already don't really like him. He's entering the mm-hmm. final year of his deal. Right. Yeah. Cause he was a second round pick in 2020. Yeah. I bet they try to get some form. Interesting.
2: Man. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can comment after that. I mean, that, that, that was incredibly well said. Um, Boys, what do we think? Anything else that we want to wrap up? Okay, let me ask this question before we get out of here. Do you think there's any way that Ryan Poles decides to come back into the first round to get another guy? What do we think?
3: I don't think so because I think he just values the accumulation of picks at this point still. like We still just need a number of picks, and I don't think that there's like one guy at this point where I'm like, I think he's got, well, I mean, JSN, I guess, is still there. But, like, how many picks do you want to give up to get him? So, I, I don't I don't think that it's a possibility.
2: I agree. I, I don't think I so. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So, with that being said, then, it is time to get
3: out of here, boys. Any shout-outs that need giving? Just quick. You guys. you Shouting out all of you guys. I truly don't deserve to have my name on the intro at this point because of how little I've been on this and I speak for I think any listener of the show when I say that like the what what you guys have done with this over the year now one year plus is truly amazing you guys are incredible and just awesome work
0: I would shout out Brendan Brendan won the day today on I mean, he broke awesome. the internet uh if you haven't seen it yet yeah, check it out uh the, the different uh, what did you title it Brendan uh,
1: each type of oh, shoot, what did I title it? <laughs> I don't
3: even remember.
1: The different types of, it. I think it was, hold on, I pinned it. The types of Bears fans who will watch the NFL draft this week. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so really funny. Um, make sure you check that out. And then shout
0: out to that guy uh, who called Waddle and Silly. Waddle and Sylvie yes. put the White Sox on blast. Maybe one of the best calls I've ever heard on any sports talk radio show ever. ever. I mean, awesome.
3: Sell the team. Sell, yeah. the team. Sell the team. Sell the... dumpster fire. It
0: show. Bad.
2: Uh, I just want to shout out Jack Wright, Brendan Chagru, and Patrick Sheldon for picking up the slack when I was not able to make it uh, this past week. They did a phenomenal job. It was a highly entertaining episode. And you should go back and you should check it out. Folks, if you are watching on YouTube, come check us out uh, on the audio, right? Maybe you want to go back and listen to some old episodes while you're driving your car. If you could... Give us a review, uh, you know, say some nice things about us online. We would appreciate that. Share it with a friend. Um, Jack, you got something else to throw out there, yes?
0: Well, I just wanted to make sure that you mentioned who we have on uh, in the wake of the draft on Sunday.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Brennan, that's that's your guy. So
1: why don't you talk about that? Sure. Yeah, it's uh, Jacob Infante, uh, just one of the great draft analysts. He's blowing up. He just hit 35,000 followers today, which is insane um dude just does incredible work for windy city gridiron he let me make fun of him <laughs> in uh in the video i made so uh that's even better so yeah it should be really fun and it'll be great to react to the actual like final selections we don't have to mock anything anymore
2: oh i'm so happy about that no no more arguing about who they're gonna take with you know it's time to talk about who they have taken and they've taken Darnell Wright. And I'm very, very happy about that Uh, folks. I didn't get to say this at the end of uh, the last episode. I am so damn thankful for all of you who listen, subscribe, uh, interact with all of us Uh, one year here at the bear down Chicago podcast. And it has just been such a blast. Uh, And we're just so, 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 so thankful for all of you. Um, If you like what you hear, hit like, hit subscribe, you know, the deal folks, please help us out. So for, logan bradley yes logan bradley he's here his happening. face you can see his face right now logan bradley brendan Shagrue, jack Wright, patrick sheldon i am ryan dangle folks thank you so much and as always folks bear down chicago and this is where i play the outro music <laughs>
3: <laughs> see you guys